You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Welcome everybody. Oh my gosh, you guys are in for a treat today. And we are in the third episode of the series, I Am Royalty, but we are also in our second interview. And today we're talking about waiting on your womb. So if this is the first time that you have heard the interview, like I said before last week, even if you've heard these interviews before, listening to them again is so good because there were so many gems and nuggets drop. You you want to listen again and take notes. But if you know someone who's going through this season and they haven't heard this story yet, you definitely want to be able to share this with them because so many times when we talk about waiting on your womb, we often have the opportunity to talk to a woman who's now a mother. She had a season of waiting. She had a season of trusting. And like Hannah, eventually she saw the child. But in this series, I wanted to interview someone who had a different story, who trusted, waited, and at their current age of 47, still didn't see children. And so you know, what does that look like to be on that side? And what's so great about this interview is Carol, Carol Griffiths, is that's who we're interviewing today and she shares her story so beautifully. And Carol is a frequent listener of the Royal Access podcast. I think at the May I Call You Queen event, she actually won a prize because she often listens to this podcast. So shout out to Carol. But it's her interview that we will be doing today. And like I said, I love it because she, when I asked her to do the interview, she said, you know, I don't really normally talk on this topic. And I asked her why, and I feel like her why was so powerful. And it helped to remind everyone, not just people who were waiting on their womb, but anyone who's in a waiting season period to really identify with the truth that God revealed to her. And so that's what she talks about in this episode, in that interview. So you definitely want to tune in. Before we get into the interview, I want to remind you in a few weeks, we will be doing our free live masterclass for May I Call You Queen live course. That will be an eight-week course that starts at the end of January. So you definitely want to check out the link in the show notes to register for that so that you can be a part of that and find out in that live masterclass what the whole course will be about all of the breakdowns, ask your questions, and really get engaged. So you definitely want to check that out. So without further ado, let's welcome Carol in her Breakfast with Queens interview, Waiting on Your Womb. And I was talking to Carol, and Carol was like, you don't know me from the man on the moon, how you get me on the panel this week? And everybody's been talking about the lineup of this panel. And I tell people over and over that this is simply a God-chosen panel. Like, I did not choose the panel. Like, I literally sat down and there were one or two people where I was like, well, I don't know if she's going to be available. And God was like, I told you the panel. I told you it. And actually Carol's name came to me like in August. And God told me that he wanted me to make sure, do a collaboration with Carol where I let Carol speak. And I was like, oh, at that time we were trying to do monthly meetups in the Royal Access, but for people who know me, I have a lot going on and I just didn't get to it. And he kept nudging me like, I need you to put Carol on a platform and let her speak. I just kept getting the nudge from August. And I was like, I don't have, I don't have time. I have a lot of things going on. So when Breakfast with Queens came up in my mind, I said, okay, the Holy Spirit said, okay, Carol is one of them. So I was like, okay, Carol. 
And so I was like, well, give me the other name. So it literally was God just choosing Carol. And then when I told her the topic, she said, I don't normally speak on this topic. I say, well, yeah, there was a, there's a message that God wants you to say, but Carol is a wife. She is a counselor. She is an educator. She is a coach. Um, and she has her company and it's pathway, correct? And like I say, Carol has been a part of the Royal Axis, just dropping nuggets and wisdom. I talked about her on my podcast too, because a nugget she dropped when she was guest, well, guest on another podcast, but she's just simply amazing. I love how she's so pure and honest. And I met her, uh, I was doing an entrepreneurship class, a training, and we never did any other breakout rooms. We were supposed to do breakout rooms for weeks and we did one breakout room. And Carol was in my, Carol was one of the participants in the breakout room that I was leading. And from then we've been connected. So y'all welcome Carol, give Carol claps in the chat, give Carol claps in the chat. Say, welcome Carol, welcome Carol. Let her know. And that's a, yeah, Carol got a people here in the building. All right, Carol. So thank you for being here. <laughs> All right. So the, go ahead, Carol, if you have something you want to go say. I just want to say that <laughs> thank you for having me on here. Karel just talked some stuff that I did not know about God giving her my name from August. Let me tell y'all, I have this towel that I grabbed before I got on the Zoom because I was hot because I was moving around trying to get on the Zoom. And I heard the Holy Spirit say, grab the little towel. And I thought I was grabbing it for sweat. But from she stopped playing Maverick City, my eyes been misting. And then when she come with this August word and God, and he warned me, I must say, he warned me. He's like, this, this, this session is going to blow your mind. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. So if y'all see some waterworks, it's okay. They're tears of just the fullness of God. So I'm very honored and humbled and wow. Yeah. God is awesome. up to good things. He is. He's up to good things. Awesome. Awesome guys. All right. So the verse, someone can type it in the chat so that we remember this verse when we go throughout our date. The verse is, and I've never met Carol in person, by the way, the next two to three ladies for this week, I've never met them in person. <laughs> the start of the week and the end of the week, I actually know them personally. And we, you know, but this week I met all three of these ladies in the pandemic. Thank God for COVID-19. <laughs> So the verse is Psalm 37 and four. You could type it in the church spirit. Uh, type, I'm reading Vanessa's thing. I'm excitement in the spirit. <laughs> type it in the chat. Psalm 37 and four. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Psalm 37 and four. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That verse is often given to believers when we are in a season of waiting. And like I said, you may not be waiting on your womb, but you may be in a season of waiting on something. And so I'm sure this waiting message can bless you. But it says the, uh, that that verse is usually given. But the reality is sometimes God says yes. Sometimes God says no. And sometimes God says not yet. When we're in a season of waiting, sometimes God says yes. And sometimes God says no. And sometimes he says not yet. So Carol, I want to ask you, how do you embrace this verse knowing that truth? How do you embrace that, you know, delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. But also knowing the truth that Sometimes God says yes, sometimes he says no, and sometimes he says not yet. So how do you embrace that verse? Thank you for that question. And oh, I, I, I wanted to say thank you to all of the women that have joined that I know personally, and you're here to support me. So thank you to my sister, my biological sister, Juanita, and my other sisters, my spiritual sisters that have joined in this morning. Um, as far as that verse, Carol, 
I know that verse very well, very well, because I've had lots of waiting seasons, right? And um, the thing that I learned about that verse is that it says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. And when I first came to know that verse, I figured if I just pray and read my Bible and, and sing, then he'll give me what I want, right? And over the years, I've been walking with him for a while. And eventually, I got the full revelation of the verse, which is that the more I delight in him, spend time with him, abide with him, my desires start to shift, right? And my desires come in line with what he desires for me, right? And so, and this is the beauty of it, because as we delight in him, God is so wise. Like we think, we think that we're wise. God is ultimate wisdom. And so in his wisdom, that verse is encouraging us to focus on him. Because when we focus on him, some of the things that we desire, we realize they're not really his will at all for our lives, or they're not his will in the time that we want it, right? And so in any waiting season, when we can lean into God and not lean into God, because I feel like if I fast and I pray and I give up something, then God is going to give me what I want. No, because God is bigger than us and he knows better what we need and when we need it. Case in point, I wanted to be married by 24. I got married at 40 right? Did I miss something? Was God late? No, of course not. God was on time, right? And the same with children. I expected to have husband and three children by 30 and a house, right? I don't have the children and I don't have the house either. But what I've come to realize is the more I spend time with God in his presence, learning him, one of the things I realized was that a big part of my desire for children was, and I'm going to be transparent, I, I have a, a, a mother who is an amazing woman, right? She has, she's a, she's a world changer. That's really who she is. And um, so, but being the daughter of a world changer, you get left out sometimes. And so I felt some, okay, my mother isn't here for me because she's here for the world. And one of the things I wanted to do was to have children and focus on my children and prove that my mother did it wrong and I could do it better. And God had to show me that you can't want children to make you show your mother up. Like that means you're trying to compete with your mother. And over the years, and even literally as I was washing the dishes this morning, it occurred to me, like just this morning, I realized oh my gosh, I wanted to compete with my mother. And the next thing I had to admit, and I've admitted this before to myself, but it was very clear this morning. My mother was the mother that God knew I needed so that I could be the woman that I am. So as much as I have had resentment over the years for her not being there the way I thought she should have been there, the truth is she was the mother that God chose for me. So how dare I this her. And along the same lines, this life that I have, 47 married, no children, is the life that God has prepared for me. And so who am I to say that my life is unfulfilled or incomplete because I have not brought forth children from my womb? And yeah, so that yeah. is... 
<laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, God. So, so guys, uh, morning, Dalicia. So Carol dropped so many bombs just now. One of the first things that there's three things that I want to point out that you said that I thought was so amazing. See, I got my pen today, so I was able to write them down. So three things that that Carol said, and and I wanted to bring Carol. I, before I state the points that I felt were so great that Carol talked about, I wanted to bring Carol on because I love to hear the stories where somebody was waiting to get pregnant, and then you know they did all of this, and then after a while they had children. I love to hear it because it's encouraging to all of us like, okay, you know, I wait on God. I trust God. It was just not yet. It wasn't no, it was just not yet. Mm -hmm. But then I said, you know what? I want to talk to someone who is strong in her faith, who's still hungry for God, who's still on the mission field, still living a fulfilled life, enjoying her marriage, enjoying her husband, enjoying what they get to do together. And I didn't have children. I'm 47 and we're married and I have no children still. And I think you've been married seven years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what does that look like? I wanted us to talk about that conversation of what does it look like to sit um, in a place where, you know, I'm not on the quote unquote other side, but I'm still living a fulfilled life. I'm still trusting God. I'm still honoring God. And so three nuggets that Carol gave that I really wanted to say before we move on to the next question was the more time you spend with God. I think that we have to realize when it says delight yourself in the Lord, what does spending time with God look like? Not read my devotion. Okay. I've been reading devotion every morning. Like, what does it really mean to spend time with God? And that's him digging up the second point that Carol gave was motive because you have to really spend time with God to let him check you like that. Like, no, you're trying to show up mom. No, no, no. You're trying to show up mom. That's what you're trying to do. And that's, and that was, and thank you for being so transparent and honest to come on here and share that with all of us to say, no, I have to admit it. I was trying to show my mom, you know, what I needed, what, what, what she should have done. I was trying to show up my mom and number three. So, so motive and what it really means to spend time with God. And I know Carol has spent time with God because she allowed him to dig that out of her. And the number three is, um, the, this is a quote, I think Tony, um, Tony Robbins said is something isn't happening to you. It's happening for you. So Carol said the mother that she had may have not been, you know, the kind of relationship she wanted, but it was exactly what she needed to transform her into who she is today. That thing isn't happening to you. That thing you're waiting on, that pain you're going through, that, that unfortunate situation you feel like you've gone through, it didn't happen to you. That mother who was in there, that father who was in there, that person who left you, that painful circumstance, that's not happening to you. That's happening for you because in that pain, God is birthing what, exactly what he wants to do through you. Carol, oh my gosh. Okay, next question. So why do you think waiting on your womb journey is one you haven't, you, you told me when we talked about it, it's like, you know, I haven't shared on this before and you were really transparent today. Why do you think it's something you've never shared before? You know, you touched on it as to the reason you chose me as opposed to someone who has already had children after they've waited for a long time. And once again, that just came to me this, like the, the reality of it is that my previous answer when I first saw your question was because I don't like to explain myself to people, but the real, real <laughs> answer the real, is- real, with y'all guys this the morning. Real, real. <laughs> the real, real deal y'all need to get the fresh off the press reason was the fact that because the children have not come, I felt like my life is not a success story in the term in terms of waiting on the womb. Like that's the truth. Like I don't even want to speak to this because even though I'm okay in the wait, and I'm okay if the answer is no, 
but I don't want people to feel pity for me. But in truth, there was a part of me that felt like I'm not worthy to speak on this topic because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a success story in this area, right? And this comes from a place of people I've had, I've encountered persons who feel like we don't have children because we don't have enough faith, right? And I've had to debunk that that because that's a lie from the pit of hell. I, my faith has moved mountains and I'm not being arrogant. Like I have seen God come through in ridiculous ways and stood in faith until he came through in those ridiculous ways. Case in point in my, around the time, around the age that Corel is now, people would be saying to me, you're going to have to marry someone who's already been married because all the men in your age group are already married. So get ready for divorcing. Uh, you're gonna, you you live in the Bahamas. All the Haman men cheat. So you, <laughs> you might as well just accept that you here waiting on this good holy man. You might as well just get with me because all men could cheat anyway, right? So I heard all of this stuff and I was like, you know what, God, I'm good with me and you. So I'm trusting that if you bring a husband, and not that there's anything wrong with someone on, I mean. I, I wanted a man that had never been married. I wanted, well, God wants us to have Christian men, but I wanted a never married, no children, Christian man. I wanted a man with a strange last name because I came from a unique last name and I didn't want to give up my unique last name for uh, a regular name. Sorry, no offense to Smiths and Rolls, but I just didn't want it, right? My mother's maiden name is Smith, by the way, so... I love Smith, okay, and I know some some roles, but I didn't want to give up Scriven for Roll. And funny story, just aside, my father's first name was John Roll because he was adopted, and then his birth, his biological family found him and changed his name to Scriven. So I'm destined to have a unique name. There you go. So, all of that to say. I haven't talked about my journey of waiting on the womb because I didn't think people would understand. I didn't think I had a success story. And God told me this morning in the shower, yes, God and I talk a lot with water, washing dishes, shower, by the beach. I'm a water and God person. By the beach. So in the shower, he said, you are a success story because success is walking in obedience. Success is making the most of what I have given you. Success is walking out the purpose that I have brought you into the earth for in this season. And you are doing that. And therefore, you are a success story. You better so tell it. I'm here to tell everybody right now where you are, no matter what your circumstances are. If you are walking in obedience to God and doing your utmost best, to walk in purpose, you are already a success story. Not oh. when you make your first million, not when you get married, not when you have children, not when the children you have become these famous people. Right now, right, right, right now, all you need to do to be successful in, in God's eyes is to obey him. That's it. Oh right. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, Carol dropped so much gems just now. So much gems. Carol Leah saying, preach, preach. You are a success story right now. Oh gosh. Brittany saying, preach. Bianca sending hand claps. Rebecca saying, hands up. Powerful. 
Carol, that is so true. And I'm, I'm glad that, that the Lord led me to, because I was nervous. I said, I've never seen Carol speak on Waiting on Your Womb. I've seen you speak on The Single Journey. You know what I mean? And, and, but I've never seen you speak on Waiting on Your Womb. So I was like, I don't want her to be like, so you're trying to come for me? What you trying to say? And the Lord said, do what I say. I said, ask her. But how many people, and I want you to type in the chat, how many of you have felt, because I feel like Carol just said a lot of people free just now with that message. How many of you felt, and I know I felt like it because I, I I'm not married, that I'm not a success story because of whatever it is in your life. Carolyn is waiting on your womb. T type in the chat, I was feeling you, I feeling you. If you felt like, uh, because the enemy wants you, and that's how we gonna keep your mouth closed. Carol set so many people free. She set me free with that, re that affirmation that just like Carol said, I felt like I wasn't a success story. So I don't wanna talk. I don't wanna talk about waiting on my womb because I'm not a success story. And then it's like, I am a success story. And I, and I want you, I hope you wrote down that point. Carol said, I'm a success because I'm walking in obedience. I'm a success because I'm walking in purpose. You are a success because you're doing exactly what God has called you to do. You cannot get caught up in what the world, and that's, that's a lot of what me I call you queen is about. That's why God had to shift my mind and say, can I call you queen? Because I think you forgot. I think you forgot that you're a queen because you don't have children. I think you forgot you do, you're not you're a queen because you're not married. I think you forgot you're not a queen because your business hasn't reached this particular point. You all you need to do right now is where you are is to be obedient to me. Boom, success. Boom, success. Mm -hmm. Boom. Nakia said most of the times we are most critics. Juanita said continue to be obedient. Chrissy Rogue got caught up in the usual or the timeline, right? Olivia and society try to make you have them right. Diana, yes, ma'am. Oh, Olivia says she never wanted kids, so she never needed them to feel fulfilled. Right. And kids can't fulfill you, but it may be something else. And that's when, when, when I wrote the book, chapter one is talking about singleness. But I said, you know what? Singleness may be for me, but for someone else, it might be waiting on your womb and feeling like that's going to make you complete. For someone else, it might be money, power, and fame and the topics we talk about this weekend. So that's why the book is so good. And that's why this week is so good, because this week we're going to talk about all of those things that may have held you down, may have caused you not to feel worthy. Um, and then on November 20th, when we have the event, the theme is get in position. And I'm going to tell you about how to build on that foundation that God wants you to build on knowing your worth knowing that success. So today, we, we this week, we uncovering and we getting released. And Carol just released y'all just now. You are a success. You're getting released. So when we meet on November 20th, we could talk about now, how do I get in position to do what God has told me to do, to move in purpose? All right, Carol, was there a story or a quote or a prayer that was shared with you during your journey that gave you comfort? Because some people may be in the call and they, they, they I, you just gave them one. So I don't know if so if y'all ever have that experience of waiting, Carol just gave you one of the fact that you're already success, but was there something that came to you during this season that brought you comfort or assurance about, you know, your journey? Yes, actually, there have been lots of things that have encouraged me along the way, but I must say that most recently reading your book, and this is a plug for the book, <laughs> while we're here, <laughs> literally. I don't know I'd be giving shameless plugs, but I did not tell her to shout out the book literally re when I saw the chapter waiting on your womb, I was like, oh, this chick is like, oh, she going there. And I was like, no, let me see what she says. And I watch her go like use Hannah as an example. And we got to lay before the Lord and we got to cry out and we can get this thing. And I was like, let me see what this chick gonna say about this. Right. And let me tell you, let me tell y'all that chapter waiting on your womb just blessed my entire life because who 
be and my husband said the other day he's yesterday he said you know what we have like a double whammy like it's 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 harder to be in the church and married without children than in the church unmarried without children reason this is the reasoning because if you're in the church and you're unmarried, then you get a pass because you say, oh, I'm living holy and I'm righteous and, you know, I'm saving myself for marriage. So then you get a pass. Although church people did tell me before I, get before I got married, they were like, child, you need to go have some children because you're getting old. Forget about waiting on the husband. So some church people did tell me that. But when you are married, like the day after, you know, y'all know this, in the church and in, in our society, everything is when you reach over 20, 20, 20, when you're getting married, when you're getting married, when you're getting married, when you get married, the day after they then congratulate you, beautiful wedding, horrible wedding, whatever they say, but you wedding. The next day, so when these children come in, you, you pregnant yet? <laughs> right? And so, and then, you know, you have the, 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 the mother's day and you then, they're like, oh, child, next year, next year, this time you could be a mother. Lies. Stop prophesying to people. Listen, y'all who have children, when you encounter people on Mother's Day who do not have children, just smile, hug them. I don't know. Let the spirit lead you because some of the things that are said to us who don't have children, oh, Lord, if you are right with not having children, like I saw someone in the chat, I think it was Olivia, yeah. who said that, you know, people just make you feel bad for not having children. Whether you want them or not, you may start to feel bad too because they looking at you all pitiful, right? But in waiting on your womb, Corel brought 100% truth. You may not have children, all right? And what, as I thought about the story of Hannah, and trust me, I mean, I expected to have three children, like no joke. When I got married, I, when I met my husband, one of the good things about us that made us feel like we were right for each other is because we both wanted three children. Like that was our, both of our magic numbers, right? So we intended, I had no reason to believe that I would not have children because everybody in my family has children, number one. Number two, I don't have health issues. Number three, I'm a good Christian. So why wouldn't I have children? It never, it never, it never. In fact, I think maybe just last year was the first time I actually connected infertility and Carol in the same like concept and the same thought, right? Because yeah, but th the thing about it is when we look at the story of Hannah and we look at, okay, if you, if you pray long enough and you cry hard enough, God is going to give you a child or God is going to give you whatever the thing you're, you're waiting on, husband, a career, whatever, a house. But the principle of the Hannah story is not that she cried and made God move. The principle was she released the desire from being about, she shifted from the desire being about her. You know, let's go back to when I wanted to, when I wanted to, um, when I wanted to, I can't look at comments. Comments distract me. I'm sorry, trying to look at the camera. But Cathal's just point just made me laugh. But um, when I wanted to have children to show my mommy up, like that's a, that's a horrible motive, right? That's not a godly motive. And the thing about it is Hannah's situation shifted when she said, if you give me a child, I'll give this child back to you. So it shifted from, I want a child because my husband or the wife have children, 
right? I want a child to get people to stop laughing at me. I want a child because I want to feel good about myself. I want a child because I want someone to love me. I want a house because I want to let them people know who I grew up with in the ghetto that I have arrived. I want a husband because, you know, I want legal sex. You know, all of these things that they're not kingdom purposes. And so the Hannah story is really when you shift from self to God, God moves in your behalf if, if, it is a part of his will because his will is bigger than us. His will is bigger than our individual stories. God is concerned about eternity. God is concerned about the world. God is concerned about time from beginning to end. We are just one little small part of his big story. And so if us having children is a part of God's story, then sure, we're going to have them in his time, right? And so that's what Carell talks about in Waiting on Your Womb. She talks about the fact that it's about having a life that glorifies God. Let's take it away from self. Let's take it away from what I want. Me, 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 me. And I remember when I first got saved, one of the messages I heard from um, my priest at the time was, it's not about you. This life is not about you. And I'm so glad I heard that early on in my Christian walk because, yeah, it's not about us. It's not about us. Husband, children, car, house, degree, promotion, even health, even healing. And Corel talks a lot about, you know, the lessons she learned through the passing of her brother, right? And it's so humbling because we like to think that if that person had enough faith or if we had enough faith, we could have saved someone from dying. But purpose has to be fulfilled. Jesus died at 33, purpose fulfilled. Jesus had no spouse, no biological children purpose fulfilled. So are we better than Jesus? Am I going to feel less Sam because I haven't attained something that Jesus didn't even have? Like really? You better come for them, Carol. <laughs> Jesus ain't had no children. Jesus ain't had no children. So you you all upset? Jesus ain't had no wife? He not no family? Like Carol, oh my gosh. So Carol dropped some bombs just now. So just to quickly recap, one of the things that I hope you wrote down in your notes is saying that when she talked about the, the story of Hannah, Hannah prayer shifted. So she talked about motive. Carol said her motive before was to show her mom up. So you have to really, really dig deep. And I do talk a lot about that in my book because God revealed motives to me. You got to shift, shift from self to what is God calling me to do? Shift from self to, I just want to glorify God. I just want what God wants. And sometimes what God wants isn't what you want it. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes he says no. And sometimes he says not yet, but sometimes he says no. And when he says, no, I have to be okay with that because I want to glorify him more than I want the things that I have been desiring. I have to shift to that, that, that point where my, I'm focusing on what God has called me to do. And that line is not about you. In the Purpose Driven Life, I read that in 2013 when I got serious about my walk with God. And that's the first line. It's not about you. Mm -hmm. It's not about you. You have to realize that it's not about you, but it's an abundant life. Like 
like it, 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 it may, you know, hurt sometimes because it's like, oh, I thought I would be married by 24, I'm 35. And yeah, you have those moments, but I wouldn't be doing this. I'm telling y'all now, mm -mm. I'd have been there with my children, ministry, ice work, have husband, plays, write book, I'm not doing any of that. No, <laughs> I have a husband, that's it, bye. I'm gonna take care of these children. This, none of this was in the plans. None of this, Carol, none of this. And so you guys have to remember, sometimes getting what we want will hold us back from God's purpose and being fulfilled, amen. And, and sometimes it's the best thing that you, ever, you never knew that you needed or wanted. You experience those things that you never knew that you needed or wanted. And so as she said in the story with Hannah, you have to shift, you have to shift. Mm -hmm. And it will come in its time if it's a part of God's will. But I have to be okay with whatever God's will is and knowing that his will is great for my life. All right, so we're gonna end on this because we gotta go, because we gotta go. So just say this one quickly so we could close. Um, in what ways have you still seen in your life that you have been able to be a mentor or a mother figure to others? Uh, I, my motherhood journey started at the age of 15, thanks to my beautiful sister who had my beautiful love children. Oh my gosh. So <laughs> my sister is much older than I am. And she had our first, I steal her children. I'm sorry. She knows it. When you know, I love her children dearly. And so definitely being an aunt was my first experience of mothering. And it just continued it continued i've always been um a part of and i and i have let me just put this out here on in the public stream like there are times like i would be like i think she should do this or why didn't i have you my why didn't i have these children right my sister has some amazing children two amazing children joshua and destiny and the truth is that they are amazing partly because they came to her like she gave them some things that i couldn't give them right and in fact they then turn around and teach me some things that they've learned from her and so definitely over the years uh, i was a junior achievement advisor when i worked in the corporate world i once i got active in church i was a youth leader i've taught sunday school and pretty much like i've always mothered like i was the friend in college that uh, my friends who had protective parents, they would not let them go anywhere. But if they said, oh, Carol, they're like, oh, you could go with Carol because I can trust them. And so mind you, I, you know, anyway, we're not going to talk those old stories, but they trusted, they knew that their child would get home safely. And they, they, will, always they will return. <laughs> and all will return, right, Carol? Return unscathed. Now you can do your math when you ain't with me. When you with me, I got to make sure you do good. Right. And so it's just continued over the years. And because I'm naturally a nurturer, like most women are, I'm a nurturer, I'm an encourager. I like to, I see the best things and I like to pull it out. And because of that, um, I mother people my age, younger than me, older than me. My husband laughs at me because I have some older friends. And he's like, you're talking to them like y'all in sad. And I'm like, I just pour out. Whatever God has given me, I love to pour it out to others. And so, so yeah. Awesome, awesome. And so if you are still in that journey, I hope that this has been an encouragement to you because if God has it in his plan for you, it will happen in his timing and it will be amazing. And if he doesn't, it's still okay. It's still okay because his will is great and, and, a, and you don't have to feel like I'm not a success or I'm not 
doing well. And I felt that a lot. Like when people say you're so inspirational, why? I don't have a, I don't have a husband. I don't have children. Like that is my definition of being inspirational. Like I don't understand why you're so inspired. It was just like, the people aren't even seeing you. They're seeing the God in you. And so if God is saying, this is what I had to take you through in order for people to see me in your life, then this is the journey that you have to go through. You can also love children through adoption or mentoring. Yeah, you do adoption or mentoring, any, any one of those. And someone said, I love being an aunt in a chat. Um, in my devotion today, that's just the closing thought I want to give to you guys. In my devotion today, it said, the Lord can be glorified in de defeat. The Lord can be glorified in defeat. And it was given the example of Jesus dying on the cross to the world that seems like an apparent failure, but God was being glorified in that moment because we are all saved today and be able to, to, to know, have a life with Christ because of that, um, because of that relationship with God. And it may seem like defeat to other people, but God can be glorified in defeat. So if you feel like you're in a defeating situation, know that God can still get glory um, and that you're still a success story once you're in obedience and in purpose with him. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.